Good to have you back. The Bill Michaels Show. Continuing on this Tuesday. Thanks to everybody all over the network. Our friends uh, in uh, Menominee Marinette. Thanks to our friends uh, in La Crosse. I'll be out there tonight, as a matter of fact, uh, doing a cigar dinner at Celebrations. Uh, thanks to our friends down at Platteville, WPVL down there. And our ESPN station there, our friends up at WDUZ in Green Bay, all over uh, the great state of Wisconsin. So thanks to all the affiliates, WOKY, uh, coming out of uh, Milwaukee, uh, which is uh, nice uh, to be in the Milwaukee market and covering everything there in the largest city in the state of Wisconsin. So all over, all over. Um, Two things, uh, completely non-sports related. One is uh, I just got a, a note. Now, I... I got to admit, I haven't been paying attention to this. I haven't watched a whole lot of morning news lately over the last two, three days. Uh, but uh, apparently, and I, as I start to kind of peruse some of the story headlines, they just shut down all the airline flights in and out of Tampa Bay and in that area. Uh, Grant, have you been watching for this hurricane that's churning in the uh, uh, in the uh, Florida region? I feel like I'm letting you down today when you come to me to ask me if I've seen things. I did not. I, I knew we had a That's hurricane the, in yeah. California, but I haven't seen this one. Uh, Adalia. Adalia or Idelia? Idelia? I, I, I don't know the exact name of uh, Adalia. Hurricane Adalia intensifying, heading towards Florida, expected to make landfall uh, tomorrow morning. And they say this is... Now, remember... Tampa Bay, remember that iconic picture of Tampa Bay with no water? That no surf, no nothing in front of it. The bay itself emptied out when the hurricane went south. And I think it kind of went in the Fort Myers area, maybe if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Was it last year or the year before? And now they say this is a, quote, once-in-a-lifetime strength storm and surge levels that are going to be a part of the state's Gulf Coast region. Florida officials have already told some people to flee. Closing schools, uh, a major uh, shutdown for the airports. Hurricane uh, is due to hit Category 3, bringing powerful winds and storm damage and surge of 10 to 15 feet to the uh, Big Bend area. Uh, that would stack a wall of water, seawater, halfway up the second floor of an average building. And they say the Tampa Bay could see the storm surge of four to seven feet. Anything greater than four feet of storm surge uh, would inundate the entire Tampa Bay area. It would set a new record. And uh, that would, which just, I, I'm going through all of this. I'm like, wow, I, I never knew. I, you know, again, a lot of the news, when you start to watch it, you're kind of like, oh, God. You know, it just, it, it makes you cringe, as we were talking about a little bit earlier today. And uh, so I didn't see this. But, yeah, it's... Uh, it's uh, apparently supposed to come out of, like, the Caribbean Sea and then track upwards through the Gulf of Mexico out over Florida, hitting Georgia, South Carolina, a little bit of North Carolina, and then kind of efforting, like, by Sunday at 7 in the morning, back out uh, into the uh, into the Atlantic Ocean. But, yeah, it's uh, I guess it's a coming. So, Idalia, and, and if I'm pronouncing that wrong, Please let me know. But uh, Hurricane Adalia. So didn't uh, didn't see that coming. Um, uh, let's see here. What else? Uh, gosh, this is this is Jason who said uh, what has concerned me most about the Green Bay Packers is still 
whether or not Joe Barry is actually going to press the button to put more pressure on quarterbacks or is he, is he going to sit back and just take it. Uh, I don't see anything that's going to make me believe that Joe Barry is going to do anything different because we're seeing a lot of young guys trying to make the team. So, of course, this defense has energy, uh, which, you know what, that that's that I, I get it. I understand that. Um, so I, you know, again, um, I, there's a lot of young guys trying to make this team, trying to make a name for themselves. So they're going to have energy because it's not just about playing with the team. It's about also playing really strong for yourself and for your own film. So other teams look at you. If you don't make this team, other teams look at you and say, hey, this guy's got something here. There's a level of energy here. There's a go-get-it here. All of that stuff. Um, but you're, you're right. You're, you're right. I mean, it's uh, the proof is going to be in the pudding once we hit the opener, once you hit Chicago. Yeah, I wonder, Brett, you're right. Uh, if the hurricane's coming, um. If the hurricane's coming, you wonder if how, how if that's going to disrupt, say, college football in Florida. You know, I agree. And you wonder, you, you, you hate to say this because, and I haven't even taken a look at the Buccaneers schedule. Uh, I don't even know if they open up at home. So if somebody can help me out, please do. But you wonder if there's like widespread damage. Do they, you know, does that affect other schedules? You know, Tampa Bay Rays, Buccaneers, you know. So, uh, yeah, they're – it doesn't look as if it's going to – at least from, again, I'm looking at different, uh, you know, websites, but it, it doesn't look like it's not going to hit Miami other than just, you know, cloudy and rain and the Bahamas and such and, you know, Fort Lauderdale and all through that area. You get more towards the mid to northern portion of the state, specifically on the Gulf side, and that's really where the brunt of this is going to hit. But, God, you hope this thing doesn't shift south and then they hit that same – because if I'm not mistaken, it's like the same area. It's like – because Tampa would take the front side of the surge. But, my God, they just had not that long ago – there was, what, Bradenton, Florida, Sarasota, Florida, Venice, Florida – Cape Coral, Punta Gorda, all those areas in Florida on that side down there just got crushed not that long ago. And I th- I thought, isn't Fort Myers down in that area on that Gulf Coast side? Clearwater, I know, is down there. But anyway, um, so if I'm wrong and I'm, I'm completely screwing up all of my, my geography here, uh, but... Yeah, they just got hit a year ago. So, man, you hope they don't they don't get hit again, because I, boy, uh, and remember, there was a ton with just from the damage done last time. There was a ton of insurance companies that went out of business that didn't even pay; they just walked away because they didn't have the ability to pay their their uh, their the claims out. They just walked away, just shut their doors and walked out, and left a lot of people uh, kind of with their hands out, going what. What the hell? You know, this is what you pay insurance for. Uh, 877-867-1670. Hit us up. Uh, Fort Myers, yes, is on that side. Thank you very much, Jason. I thought so. I just wasn't positive. Um, 
And at the end of the week for the Packers, who will have the better stats, Love or Fields? I see the Packers coming out on top and Love opening eyes uh, to all the Bears fans and making them uh, crap in their seats that the Packers have yet again a quarterback that can once again shatter all of their dreams. That's from Jason. Mm. I hope. I hope. I, I'm like many of you, though. I'm. I, make me a believer. Show me something. Make me a believer. That's that's where I'm at. I, I and I hate to be that way. It's but that's really where I'm at. Make me a believer. Make me see it, feel it, understand it, and look at it and say, "There's a there, there's a, there's uh, an unlimited ceiling here." That is very attainable too. That's that's what I'm looking for. I don't want to say I don't want to walk away from the first three four weeks of the season by saying, "Oh, there's not much more to it than this." This is this is not going to get better. You know what I mean? Um, that that's what I'm. That's that's what I'm. That would be one of my fears. That would be one of my fears. So, uh, thanks, Dwayne. Fort Myers. He says was last year going to be about ten years before it's fully recovered. Cedar Key will probably be wiped out if the storm wobbles north by 20 miles, expecting 9 to 15-foot storm surge down in Florida. Man. Man, oh, man. Uh, I did not not hear about all that coming. I I have to say, I had my my head in the sand over the last few days. And really, with the motorcycle ride coming up on Sunday, I've been kind of buried in all of this. So that's that's been my focus. Uh, This is from... uh, Mark Mark says, uh, hey, guys, I don't think Jordan Love is going to be the problem. I think it's going to be the youth in the wide receiving department uh, to show better hands and a lack of consistency has been part of the problem. Uh, I think that if they're catching passes and they're pulling them down and they're catching first and running second, they're going to be fine. Otherwise, the downfield threat may not all be on Jordan Love. It's probably going to be more on Christian Watson, Romeo Dubs, and Jaden Reed to make sure that they go ahead and make some spectacular plays for these downfield passes. It goes hand in hand. Yeah, it goes hand in hand. I 100% agree with that. You know, just like the the throw the other day to Christian Watson, if it hits you in the hands and it falls, that's on him. That, I mean, you know, I agree with that. But, again, much like some of the passes that Jordan Love has thrown in the short uh, game, They've been put in really good spots for the players to make plays. If they're just off, say say Christian Watson is running and it hits off of both hands, but it's out in front of him where he's almost starting to, like, you know, run it and fall and, okay, maybe it's just a tad out in front or just a tad behind him or just not thrown. You know, those are the things. That's the difference between the the Hall of Famers with the pinpoint accuracy and the ability to just do it and a guy that's trying to make a name for himself. So I'm hoping uh I'm hoping Jordan Love can work that out. You know? A lot of guys. I mean, and and the wide receiving core, let me say this. The wide receiving core has a little bit of growth pains. The the people bring up Devontae and other players and you know, going over the last say decade and a half uh, of players that started off slow. That's true. You're 100% correct. The problem is 
that when you had Greg Jennings, Jordan Jordy didn't have to be perfect. And when you had Jordy, you didn't have to be perfect with Devontae, with Donald Driver. When Donald Driver was there, you didn't have to have, you know, any of the other guys be perfect because Donald would, would back you up. You know, if you went away from a guy like James Jones because he had the drops, you still had Jordy, you still had Greg, you had your Michael, you had all these other guys. All these guys were here. You know, you don't have that ability. All of these guys got to grow up and grow up fast because you can't say, well, Christian's got the drops. That's okay. We're going to go to Jaden Reed because he's a rookie, too. Ah, well, that's okay. We're going to go to Samari Torre. And your guy. Okay, well, we're going to go to, you know, you start to look down that list, and you don't have Jordy, you don't have Greg, you don't have Donald, you don't have Jermichael, you don't have James, you don't have any of those guys sitting there saying, well, we got your back, that's okay. One drop to use, no big deal, because we'll make the play over here on the next one. Right? That's the difference. That's why this group has to grow up fast. You don't have time to say, well, in two years, they're going to kind of come into their own. That's great. But over the next two years, if you have a, a myriad of drops and the inability to move the football down the field, you may not even have a quarterback if they pin their ears in, back and come after him because your receivers can't make the plays, no matter how good the quarterback is, right? That's the only difference, just bringing it up for, you know, there, there's some perspective there. 877-867-1670. Want to hear from you. What did you find good about the preseason and what still concerns you? What's good and what still concerns you? Hey, don't forget our friends at Stoll's Old 109. They are the second to last stop on the motorcycle ride coming up this Sunday. And uh, I think Jeff is actually going to join us. Uh, we got some coverage, uh, some television coverage in Milwaukee coming up on Sunday morning. I think even uh, Jeff Stoll is going to be there. Uh, Jeff Stoll and his uh, wife, Alicia, I think are going to be there. So we're looking forward to them being a part of it. But also say thanks to them at Stoll's Old 109 in Watertown for also stepping up and uh, accepting all of the uh, the motorcyclists and, and uh, all that uh, as being a stop. So thanks to them for being a part of it. Stay tuned. we got more of the Bill Michael Show. Come. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. for the storm as we uh, get into the motorcycle ride uh, on Sunday. Uh, we've got some friends that are coming to town. Like I said, I'm going to have a whole house full of people. I think we're all going to head down to Calderon Club and just relax for dinner, breathe a little bit as, uh, you know, all the details start to come together. And, and, and you know, it's kind of like uh, in, in, you know, when coaches tell you, you know, specifically let's go to football, uh, you win games, you know, on Wednesday through Friday, 
you know, you practice, you study, you practice, you study, you practice, you study, and then by game day, it's you just go out and do it. That's kind of what Sunday is because with all the details and all the things you have to take care of and getting permits and common councils and speaking and, you know, all the advertising and all the different places you have to go and all the little things that you have to do. You know, like I said, one of the details is we've got some cars that are going to follow. So you got to make sure you order flags for the windows for the cars, you know, stuff like that. You know, you got to order how many porta potties for 2,000 people, you know, you got to do that, you know. So all of those things, will they're done. They're going to be in place, you know, that type of thing. So Sunday or uh, Saturday night, I think, uh, the calm before the storm. So I think we're going to do a little dinner down at Calderon Club. Uh, terrific place. The best Italian food you're ever going to have. That's Calderon Club, 838 Old World 3rd Street in Milwaukee, downtown Milwaukee. And uh, we're, we're looking forward to that coming up uh, this weekend. But I uh, highly recommend if you love Italian food like I do, man, that's that's the place to go. No doubt. No doubt. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Uh, Jack says, uh, who do you think may be some of the surprise cuts for the Green Bay Packers? And I loved your rant a little bit earlier about people not respecting others. That's the reason Rich Men of the North is the number one song in the country. That uh, is that Oliver Anthony? Now, Grant, are you a, a musicophile when it comes to this kind of stuff? Uh, about what, Bill? Sorry, I was on the phone. I do love music, oh, that's but okay. who are we talking about? Uh, the, the, the song that went viral, the, uh, his name's Oliver Anthony, I think. The song called Richmond, Richmond oh, North of Richmond. Yeah, I, I watched that yeah. video the other night after I saw it kind of blow up after yeah. a couple days. That is, um, that is the number yeah. one song in the country right now, uh, according to Billboard. Uh, and I just, I read that the other day. And it, it just has gone viral. And then there was that, uh, the Jason Aldean song, Try That in a Small Town. That was number one for a while, uh, mainly because of the controversy. But that, when we were talking about, you know, it's, it's time to stop saying enough, that's, that's that mentality. That's the reason. For as many people that want to bitch and moan about it, they're the people that are offended by it. They're the people that are part of the problem. And I completely agree. But those two songs are very significant of the we're tired of taking it stance. And so I completely agree. So uh, thanks for the email. And thanks for reminding me about uh, uh, I, uh, it's Oliver Anthony. He is uh, he just man. He took the, the musical world by storm. A guy off of and I don't even know if he. I don't even know if he's got a record deal or if he's an actual, you know, I, I don't know. I've never heard of him before until this. But he knocked Taylor Swift and Luke Combs and them out of the top spot uh, for the uh, number one song uh, on Billboard charts. So. I agree. As far as surprise cuts go. Now, Grant, I have not been following. Uh, I, I've been trying to follow over on uh, on uh, Twitter, if you will, on X now to see who is and isn't there anymore. Um, but the, I guess um, some of the other ones are Cole Schneider, Lou Nichols, Jason Lewin, Cody Crest, Austin Allen, Jimmy Phillips, Gene Delancey, uh, Nate McCrary, Keandre Thomas, Shamar Jean Charles, Ennis, Ennis Gaines, uh, Tyrell Ford, uh, Benny Sapp, uh, Dre Miller, uh, uh, Kadeem Telfort, Deuce Watts, Broton Hatcher. Those are some of the cuts right now for the Packers that are taking place or have taken place. Uh, Shamar Jean Charles might be the biggest, or Ennis Gaines might be the two biggest names 
that you've seen so far other than Pat O'Donnell uh, that's happened? So uh, we're, we're, we're trying to stay up on it all. It's, it's fast. It's fluid. But uh, no major names, and, and I could be missing it. And if I am, please tell me. Um, but, uh, but yeah, let me, uh, let me know if, uh, if I'm missing anything. Uh, let's go to Ed listening to us in Madison. Ed, how you doing, man? What's up? I'm great. Unit. Um, Hey, you know, I, I, you hear a lot of the talk with what's going on. It's kind of a big couple of weeks coming up for Badgers and uh, Packers. Right. And I kind of have a word that uh, popped in my head hearing, you know, everybody talk anointed. Everybody wants to anoint the Badgers. They haven't played a game yet. We got a we got a coach with a reputation, and now we got a quarterback that everybody wants to anoint him possibly to be the next third coming of a MVP. I think everybody's got to hold a slow the roll, but I, I kind of taking your stance. Show me more. Show me more, mm-hmm. and keep showing me more, and please bring some consistency. You know the, what I want to see from Jordan Love is not the big plays. I want him not to make the stupid plays and force right. the plays. Do do what he's been doing, throwing the ball away. Even if he learned anything by watching Rodgers, Rodgers was pretty good at that, not forcing him all the time. I think he started forcing him the last couple of years. He's just trying to force the plays, make some boneheaded plays. Um, but that's that's my take. Um, I love listening to your show. Welcome back. Grant Thank did you. an awesome job filling in for you, man. He, he, I feel he, like he this show is on the right path now. Yeah, Grant, he's awesome. So I just wanted to say, hey, great to hear you. All right, buddy. Appreciate it, man. Talk to you soon. He drops off. You get on board. That's our buddy Ed in Madison uh, listening to the program. And uh, here's one other thing. And, and by the way, we are going to do some buy or sell coming up at the bottom of the hour. A few minutes away from that. But one other thing to make a note of, the whole thing about, and he had mentioned it, the anointing of. Uh, I was reading over on Facebook, and uh, somebody had hit me up on Facebook and said, did you see this? And the Stephen A. Smith thing uh, saying that, uh, you know, Troy or Troy, Jordan Love is going to win more games than Aaron Rodgers this year. Okay, first and foremost, if the Packers win more game than, games than the Jets this year, that means it's not just Jordan Love. That means it is the entire team and the defense. And the guys that are catching passes are coming of age much faster than anybody expected, first and foremost. Secondly, uh, I, would, I would not be surprised if the Packers won seven or eight games and the Jets won eight or nine games. The Jets have an incredibly tough schedule and play in a really tough division. Right? They play, I mean, New England's New England, where they haven't had success against New England since, you know, Rex Ryan was tattooless and wasn't licking toes. So, but they still have Buffalo and Miami. Both teams are incredibly tough. And Tua had a good season last year until he got his bell rung. So, it's it's a tough division. And you can end up with four losses in that division, five losses in that division right now which would then leave you 12 games to get 10 wins. You know? So, no, it's not out of the realm of possibility of the Packers with the same amount of wins as the New York Jets. But it's not because Jordan Love is the phenom and the anointed one. It's because the Jets have an incredibly tough schedule. And the Packers play in a weaker division. You know? 
877-867-1670. Let's do this. We'll step out. We'll take a quick break. we got some buyer sell coming up after the bottom of the hour, so hang in there. we got a whole lot more uh, of the Bill Michael Show. And, uh, yes, uh, I can't, uh, you know, stress it enough. Our, our motorcycle ride coming up this weekend, we absolutely positively have to have help and uh, growing this thing and getting the pre-reg up uh, to where it was last year. Last year, we ended up with 1,085 motorcycles total. Our pre-registration was 476. We would like to break both of those records. We'd like to get to 500 pre-reg, and we would, which would mean three out of 500 are going to walk away with prizes. That's pretty good odds, as opposed to everything else you you do in life, lotteries and such. That's pretty good odds for some of those spectacular prizes, and uh, that means you're going to enjoy the family reunion like nobody else's business coming up on Sunday. So please come out and join us. Go to facebook.com slash big unit poker run. And right there on the right-hand column, excuse me, in the left-hand column is the link to the Eventbrite page, and that's where you get registered. Facebook.com slash Big Unit Poker Run. Or if you're on the line right now and you're watching on the live stream, scan that QR code. It'll take you right there. Please join us this coming Sunday. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Good to have you, the Bill Michaels Show. A couple of segments before we get out of here on this Tuesday, heading out to lacrosse tonight. Uh, if you have tickets, if tickets are, uh, I don't even think they're available, to be honest with you, but I think if you have tickets, I'll see you tonight. We'll be at Celebrations this evening. Have a cigar dinner. Uh, we've got another one coming up, I believe, next week. We're going to be in Wausau. There is a golf outing uh, attached to that one. And then our final one is going to be on, uh, God, I think it's, uh, the. let's see here, when uh, September 11th, uh, we're going to be at Cortez's uh, for the last one, uh, Cortez's down in Kenosha. And then that's it. That's it for the year. So it has been a hell of a run when it comes to all these cigar outings. So we have one today, uh, one next week. It's like the 5th or the 6th, and then on the 11th, and then that's all she wrote. The 2023 season will be in the books. It's kind of sad. <laughs> it really does. It makes me feel bad. I, I Look, I love fall. I love sitting at, out back uh, at, the, uh, at the fire pit and, you know, enjoying time, having a beverage, smoking a cigar, talking to I, – I love it. I love sitting on the patio. One. And there is some fun in sitting inside and lighting up the fireplace and, you know, watching games. Damn, I just I, – I love summer. I don't want it to go away. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to give us a shout, please feel free. But it is time now for Buy or Sell. All right, Bill. Enough messing right. around. I got some hard-hitting go. Packers questions for you, or I guess Here statements, however they're categorized in buy or sell. Uh, first, I want to start with Jordan Love because I feel like we have to. Buy or sell. Bill, you were going back and forth in the first hour of the show with a couple callers about the preseason and what was most encouraging and what was most concerning, right? A little yin and yang. I thought that was some nice mm-hmm. back and forth. Got some good calls. Let's just focus on Jordan Love. Consider what we thought about him coming into training camp. 
and what we think of him now after three preseason games, right? Buy or sell, Mm -hmm. you're not sure how good Jordan Love will be, but you can say with 100% confidence that he will not stink. Damn. Um... I am going to sell on that. I I know it sounds very pessimistic, but I'm going to sell on that. The only reason being is because I have not seen the only time I saw a defense scheme for Jordan Love, he didn't do anything. And granted, Matt LaFleur has since taken a bullet for that. But until defenses scheme for him and I see him overcome, I can't say that he won't stink. He could be great. I think coming into this season for 30-plus years of Packers football is the first time we really don't know. Even going back to Don Mikowski, before Mikowski got hurt and turned over, turned it over to Favre, we don't know. I mean, Mikowski was a pretty solid quarterback. He was the magic man, for God's sake. So going back to, what, 91, 90, 91, 92, before Favre gets the official nod, so for 33 years plus, we have known that somebody good was at the helm of the Green Bay Packers. That is a lifetime for some people. And now I truly don't know. I think he made a lot of good plays in the preseason. I think his reads were pretty good. But as far as the ability to find out if he stinks or not, he could stink. He could face the Chicago Bears defense, and they could scheme, and they're going to press him, and they're going to come after him, and he is going to tuck and run and fumble away the football and look awful, and, uh, and then confidence is shot, and it spirals out of control from there. Who knows? But I'm going to sell on that. I know that's kind of shocking, considering no. what I've said about Jordan Love, but I, I can't honestly say that, by the way, the Packers um, have released Corey Ballantyne, and that is now six cornerbacks cut today by the Packers. Six of them cut today by the Green Bay Packers. That's uh, Corey Ballantyne, not Carrington Valentine. My head's very full of names today. This is a very busy day. And uh, we're trying to keep up with everything, 100%. Buy or sell. Let's talk about the defense. Everything we read and everything we hear. Sounds like Devontae Wyatt's taking a nice step in year two. Kenny Clark's still there, veteran presence. And Carl Brooks, one of the standouts in camp. Everyone talking about Carl Brooks, the the rookie mm-hmm. Colby Woolen. Rashawn Gary's back. Lucas Van Ness is here. Buy or sell, Bill. We will see the dominant defensive front in 2023 that we expected last year in 2022. Um, Dominant is a characterization that depends on what you believe dominant is. But I will say this. I think it's going to be better. I think it's going to be better. I think we're going to see, uh, and and I guess I want to say no offense to Dean Lowry, but it's doing nothing but slapping Dean Lowry. But Dean Lowry was a dude. He'd make plays every now and then. He was a dude. Nothing more. Uh, I, I think really, if I'm going to say this defense, this is going to sound really stupid. If this defense is going to be dominant, it is going to rest upon the shoulders of T.J. Slayton. Because I believe Devontae Wyatt is really good. And we know Kenny Clark is. If T.J. Slayton is good as well, this defensive front can become dominant. Absolutely. 
Now, if they move in Jonathan Ford or Colby Wooden or Carl Brooks because of, okay. But the way it stands right now with Clark and Slayton and Wyatt, I know Wyatt, I, we, we've watched him. The end of the last season, you could see flashes of, of really good play. You know what Kenny Clark can do. But for this defense to be dominant, normally I would say, oh, it's, it's the development of Devontae Wyatt. No, it's the development of T.J. Slayton. Can he hold his own? Can he be more than just serviceable in the trenches? And if T.J. Slayton is more than serviceable, or Jonathan Ford or Carl Brooks or whomever then in that rotation, then you're going to see this defense become dominant. So it is going to be better than it was last year. Absolutely. You got to have depth. You got to have multiple bodies uh, yep. up in, in the defensive line position because you want to keep them Five. fresh. Oh, totally. Yes. You want to be able Cameron's to move guys around. Yeah. Yep. You got. He, he always told me you got to have five. You got to have five. He said they don't all five have to be great, but really good. And you got to be able to just keep moving them in and out because you, he always said you got to keep the big guys fresh. So if you can get Kenny out for a play or two, send Kenny back. Because T.J. Slayton's uh, over the nose tackle, and he's got it. Devontae Wyatt's doing really well. Then here comes Carl Brooks. You bring in Jonathan Ford. Colby Wooden turns out to be the guy. Or you get four guys with Brooks and Slayton and Kenny Clark and Devontae. Yep, I I think you can be really, really good. So I I agree with that. I think there's uh, an argument to be made for for preferring five defensive linemen that are that are good and very good rather than like one or two elite defensive linemen and then a bunch of Dean Lowry's, right? I'd almost rather have a really consistent right. group where none of them are a weak link. Maybe that's what the Packers have this year. I, I feel better about their depth, so we'll see. Lastly, Bill, I don't know if you've seen this. I kind of hope you haven't seen this. Do you know that uh, Kelly Stafford, Matt Stafford's wife, she has a podcast. Do you listen? Do you ever do you ever tune in? I do. I do not. I knew she did. I've heard some people. I, I shouldn't say I heard anything, but people have like every now and then posted something on Twitter that I saw something fly by sure. about it. And I just never had a chance to listen. Well, it's called the Morning After Podcast. Not sure why. I've never listened, but maybe I'll give it a spin. She's talking about this offseason in the last couple weeks about how Matthew Stafford is having a hard time connecting with his young teammates. Here's a quote. They, talking about the young teammates, get out of practice and meetings during training camp and they go straight to their phones. No one looks up from their phones. Matthew's like, I don't know. Am I the dad? Do I take their phones? What do I do here? So I just wanted to ask you about this and consider Aaron Rodgers' experience as an aging quarterback with young teammates. Now, Matthew Stafford, buy or sell. This isn't all on the old guys. This isn't just because they're old. There is a generational gap and that's difficult. Buy or sell. Uh, it's just, yeah, I'm completely buying that. It's it's a generational thing. Um, it is, because even Rogers talked about that. Remember, Rogers would challenge guys to, to put the phone and the social media down and, and read books and stuff. That's what this is. Um, I, it was funny because I was sitting at a table yesterday uh, after the golf outing, and a lot of us were sitting around talking, and there was a table of guys, they were probably in their late 20s, early 30s, they were sitting off to the other side, and every one of them was talking, but they're all on their phones. And I even we even made a note of it. I shouldn't say I made a note of it. The guy next to me made a note of it, uh, Mike. And he said, "Look at that." And we're all just sitting there. We're, we're kind of you know eating a few hors d'oeuvres. We're talking about the day. We're discussing certain things that you know were going on in our lives. And all these guys are doing is talking. And did you see this? No, somebody sent me this. Did you see that? You know, and and none of them are making eye contact with the other. They're all on their phones. So I, th- I think, yeah, it's a generational thing. And, and it was COVID, and I hate to keep blaming things on COVID, but COVID was a big, you know, uh, responsibility for all of this because 
nobody had social interaction for a long time, for months and almost a year and a half, where people weren't leaving their homes. And that's all you did was live on your phone. And so, yeah, it's it's uh, it's Matthew Stafford has to play the dad and yell at guys, put the damn phones down. You know, or, you know, you hate to say it, but pick up your tablets and study because that's the way they do it now. But, you know, put the phones down. I agree. It's friend time. It's football time, not phone time. Yes. I agree. Correct. I agree. Correct. I just wanted a, an excuse to talk about that story, honestly, because I think it's interesting. You have these quarterbacks, yeah. they they become victims of their own success, right? If you're a great quarterback right. in this league and you're, you're lucky enough to stay on one team like Rodgers did, you see all your teammates come and go. Everyone keeps getting younger, and, and you're the old guy who's in the same spot. And I don't think that's on Rodgers or Stafford for being old farts and, and curmudgeons. I, I just think that's a, that's a tough dynamic. No, I agree, one hundred percent. And it's as it I sit here, you know, texting uh, while I'm on the phone, but it's uh, you know <laughs> trying to tell people what time I'm going to be there. Um, but it is uh, we're a victim of you know the intelligence that we have, and the fact that you know this is what people do. This is how people communicate. I, I'll tell you this: the number one source for representation, like just for my motorcycle ride, is social media. The number one, the number one source is social media. Um, it's, it's social media. This, this program, because of my voice, it fills the bucket for social media. But we, that's where we direct people. We direct everybody into social media. So your whole life, everything you do, everything that's upcoming, all the things that are going on in your area are all right there at your fingertips. And it used to be you'd either read the paper or you'd sit down in front of a television and you'd watch, you know, upcoming things and you'd write it down. Not anymore. You know, it's all right there. Uh, the unfortunate thing is that's the only way a lot of people know how to socially interact. And that's the reason I think the service industry has taken such a hit is because people just don't know how to handle people anymore. And I, and that's why when I get good service, my God, do I over tip and I tell them, thank you for showing up today. And thank you for knowing how to actually interact with a human being, because more people need to know that without a doubt. Uh, let's do this. We're going to step away. We're going to take a quick break uh, and come back and uh, wrap things up with what did we miss? That is coming up next on the Bill Michael Show. Stay tuned. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. How are we looking? Bill Michael Show. Good to have you on board. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends, the Nice Ash, the Nice Ash Cigar Bar, downtown Waukesha, theniceash.com. That's theniceash.com. Whether it's bourbons, whiskeys, great walking humidor, live entertainment on the weekends, and all the different hookahs, but just a great place to go sit, relax, watch some games. You're good to go. That's the Nice Ash, 323 West Main Street, downtown Waukesha, Wisconsin. Uh, a few minutes to go before we get out of here today. And uh, Grant Bills, what do we miss? Bill, I've been saving this tweet since 1230. This is the, <laughs> this is the perfect, perfect tweet and perfect story for this. I don't know if you've seen this yet, but apparently, and I guess I remember this, a few days ago there was a shooting at Guaranteed Rate Field during the White Sox yes. game. And what I read yes. was... It was from somewhere outside the park or somewhere on the fringes of the park, and it was a stray bullet, and it, it wasn't to any, uh, anything too intentional, right? Well, Peggy right. Kaczynski, uh, who's on ESPN Chicago, tweeted this at 12.27 p.m. 
She said, as I reported on ESPN 1000 just now, the shooting at guaranteed rate field during the White Sox game was indeed an accidental discharge by one of the women who was grazed by the bullet. She reportedly snuck the gun in past metal detectors by hiding it in the folds of her belly fat. End of the oh report. Oh, my God. What? First of all, <laughs> I, 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 I'm trying to wrap my head around this because you so desperately needed a gun in guaranteed rate field that you had to stick it in your fat fold. <laughs> That's just the epitome of one nasty troll. Ugh. I don't even know how to just that that's by the way the Packers just cut the defensive back to various more. There you go. By the way, by the way. By, by back the way, to the fat woman. Speaking of fat <laughs> just just she stuck it in her fat fold and yeah. snuck the gun in. She must have like hiccuped or something and shot herself. Yeah, I don't uh, I don't know why you need a gun that bad. Yeah, I, I I just what Maybe she was doing it on a dare, like, hey, you know, what, what's her name? Do, do we even know this chick's name? Uh, the identity in this tweet was not revealed, but now I feel okay. like I have to dig deeper. Yeah. I mean, I like, hey, Michelle over there, she looks like a futon with feet. Let's see if we can stick a gun in her fat and see if she can actually sneak it in. Oh, that's um, so Yeah. Good. Oh, just, what a, I don't even know. I, I'm going to get banned. What a after my whole. Yeah, I'm just... That's either a real small gun or she's got a a lot of fat. Oh, can you imagine if it turns out to be like a shotgun or something? She's that fat, you know, she's got to sit on the end and they just, you know, just a God. Oh, my God. God, what a moose. Uh, So that's one baseball thing we missed. One other thing that I bookmarked, uh, and this will take us right up to the end of the show, but something for Brewers fans to think about going into tonight. Um, during this winning streak, the Brewers have won nine games in a row. Willie Adamas, who was awful for most of the season, Bill, is hitting 405. He's 15 for 37 with three home runs and 11 RBIs. And I yeah. keep talking throughout the streak. I'm like, I don't know what it is, but Willie Adamas makes the Brewers offense go. I don't yeah. get why, but when he goes, everyone else goes. I can't explain it. Yeah. is Yeah. They were talking about that on the broadcast, that how hot he has been and – you know, now the the whole question, people then say, Bill, is he back? Well, <laughs> you know, I mean, if he keeps this up, yeah. Uh, you know, what do you want me to say? I mean, I, I don't really, I don't care if he is or isn't. Right now, I just care that he keeps doing what he's doing. By the way, uh, the full list, uh, I, and I can't go through the whole list of cuts as of right now, but James Empey, uh, the Packers have released James Empey as well. James Empey, Tavarius Moore, Corey Ballantyne, William Hooper, Belton Hatcher, Deuce Watts, Marvin Pierre, Kadeem Telford, but he's expected to be signed, Dre Miller, Benny Sapp, Terrell Ford, Ennis Gaines, Shamar Jean Charles, Keandre Thomas, Nate McCrary, uh, Delancey, Phillips, uh, Austin uh, Allen expected to be back, uh, Matt Orzak, Cole uh, Schneider, Lou Nichols on the IR, Cody Crest, Jason Lewin, Luan and uh, Pat O'Donnell, they still need to cut 12 more guys before the day is over. That'll do it. I'll see you in the cross tonight. Back at it again tomorrow. Until then, have a good one. Soup.